Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to talk about calorie counting to lose weight and the key mistakes that I've seen people make time and time again that hinders their progress for developing long-term healthy eating habits and getting results. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is The Daily Dollop and it's going to be a fab show today. I'm excited to talk to you about calorie counting because fun fact... I was a calorie counter in my young dieting days. And so I know all too well the six mistakes I'm going to cover in today's episode with calorie counting because I made them. I've seen heaps of other clients make them over the years. And so I really just want to talk through this idea of calorie counting. And if it is a tool that you'd like to use, how you can use it to benefit you as opposed to just be just a tool that's using that can really hinder your progress and spiral you into obsessive behaviors. But for those of you who are tuning in to the Daily Dollop podcast for the first time, my name's Kate Freeman and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub, an online habit building program and the Healthy Eating Clinic, a dietetics practice down in Canberra. And calorie counting is Probably the most commonly used method to lose weight. And so for those of you who are unfamiliar with calorie counting or not sure what I'm talking about, here is a quick lesson. Food contains energy and through the process of digestion, absorption and metabolism, the body unlocks and uses this energy to move and grow and repair and live. And so we measure this energy content of food with two main units. So calories, which is an American way, and kilojoules, which is the metric Australian way. So one calorie equals 4.2 kilojoules. And so you can move back and forth between those two units if you want to. But basically, if you're tracking your energy intake in calories or kilojoules via an app or on a paper diary or some kind of points counting system, this is a really common way to lose weight and it's, you know, sort of comes into the whole basket of calorie counting. Now, it's a really great tool because keeping track of your energy intake and ensuring that you are creating a significant and consistent energy deficit is the most important thing when it comes to getting results. So it's a great method. It's giving you absolutely good awareness over the thing that matters most when it comes to weight loss. So when it comes to understanding an energy deficit, and I've talked about this a lot on the show before, but basically understanding this is really important when you're moving forward with calorie counting. Essentially, an energy deficit is if your body is burning more energy than it's being fed on a consistent basis over the long term, not just one or two days, but over the long term, weeks and weeks and months, then you will lose body fat or lose weight. Now, it's a really simple theory that's backed by huge amounts of scientific evidence. However, it's really challenging in practice, as you know. 
And so after spending so much time, you know, helping people with their nutrition and also calorie counting myself in my younger dieting days, I know full well there are some key mistakes that people make that actually mean that calorie counting is not a great tool at all. And so what I often see in social media is this extreme which of course, we, you know, social media loves extremes. But there's the extreme of obsessive calorie counting. So if people can't weigh or measure it or, you know, pop it into the app, they won't eat it and they're sticking rigidly to these, the numbers in this app or diary. And it's becoming really obsessive. Um, and I've seen people consistently under eating and, um, and everything and sticking to really low calorie amounts, right? And, and, and in this instance, calorie counting you know, is becoming counterproductive. It's leading to obsessive, disordered eating behaviors, and is probably not healthy at this point. But then I see the other extreme, you know, um, where people are like, just forget about energy. You know, um, it doesn't matter how much energy, um, you know, intuitive eating is all about listening to your body and feeling full and stopping when you're feeling full, eating when you're feeling hungry, right? And And there's a lot of merit in this too. I believe there's you know, many of us who have lost touch with our feelings about our food and we just don't know what our body's saying to us anymore when it comes to eating and drinking. And I hate that we always have to pick one camp, like we're either an intuitive eater that like poo-poos calorie counting and, you know, says it's a an eating disorder practice and rah-rah-rah, or you're a calorie counter and you're poo-pooing intuitive eating, so listening to your body. So you might be starving while sticking to 1,200 calories, but you won't eat because the diary says you've already eaten enough for today. And I just think that's silly that often the truth in life, I feel, actually exists in the gray. It exists between the two extremes and there are actually really good things that we can take and pull from intuitive eating and from calorie counting. But enough of that. I'm going to go off in a tangent if I keep talking about this stuff. But here are some of the mistakes that I've seen really regularly over the years with calorie counting. The first mistake is that people guess their food portions. So you might be eating the right amount of energy on paper or in the app, but if you're guessing your food portions, then it's likely that you're creating a false deficit and you're kidding yourself. A false deficit is basically where the diary tells you that you're in an energy deficit. So the diary says, right, you're eating 1400 calories, which is a deficit for you. But in reality, you're not. Super frustrating stuff. I once had a client who consistently logged a brownie in their calorie counting app. And they logged the brownie portion as 20 grams. Now, I can tell you right now that no matter how strict they were trying to be, they did not eat 20 grams of brownie because that is not very much brownie. And it was likely closer to 80 grams of brownie, which is two bite-sized pieces. So again, a small portion of brownie. But the calorie difference between 20 grams of brownie and nine, uh, 80 grams of brownie is nearly 200 calories. So huge, huge difference. Um, actually, no, it's 280 calories. Oh my gosh, right? More than that. So the deficit to require to lose half a kilo of weight loss a week is approximately 500 calories a day difference between energy in versus energy out. Now, the poor guesstimation of the brownie means that that deficit's pretty much nearly gone. And if you made this mistake with multiple foods across the day, right? So if you don't know how much you're eating, then from an actual portion perspective, then your calorie counting is only ever 
guesswork. It's not actually the energy that's going into your mouth. The second mistake that I see people make is that they don't track food that's eaten mindlessly. So, you know, maybe they wandered past a colleague's desk and grabbed a fun-sized Mars bar that was handed to them or they ate their kids' leftovers as they were cleaning up after dinner or they grabbed a, a quick muesli bar on the way out to dropping their kids at soccer training, right? We make mindless food decisions all the time and it's actually super easy to forget to log them. And so we're only ever logging the foods that we planned or made a conscious decision about. And, you know, again, we're looking at our diary that's telling us we're in a deficit, but it's missing a number of foods. And in fact, research actually shows us that food diaries, just in general, whether they're calorie counting or not, underestimate our total food intake by 30%. So that's huge, right? That's the deficit gone there. So having good food awareness is actually a really key part of creating that energy deficit and also being consistent long-term. The third mistake people make is that they stop tracking their food when they're eating bad. So of course, right, being bombarded with diet culture, you know, the pressure to be thin, being Oh, just saturated with the messages of foods being good and bad, junk food, crappy food, is that we feel strong emotions of guilt and shame and disgust when we eat certain things. And so combined with our own self-judgment, you know, maybe we're copying some food judgment from others, you know, we're also unhappy with our bodies, is that we often can resort to denial in, a, in an attempt to deal with the fact that certain behaviours that we're doing aren't making us feel good. And so this is what happens. We're tracking the food in the app or the diary when things are going well and we're making the food decisions that deem as good, right? We're in a deficit, we're being a good person, rah, rah, rah. We have a stressful day, we make food decisions that we deem as bad and so we stop tracking, we don't log that day Um, and then we start again on Monday. Now, the problem is, is that you now only have a record of when you ate according to your goals and not when you didn't, as opposed to a reflection of your actual eating habits seven days a week. And so you're really only, you know, aware of one aspect of your eating when you're good and then you're blissfully unaware of this other side of your eating that you deem as being bad. And so you you reflect upon this diary, you can often think, I hardly eat anything or I'm really good all the time. Why am I not losing weight? But but that's because your diary is not a true reflection of what you're actually doing day to day. And the reason that you're not getting results is because you're not being consistent. And so one of the things that I do is if, you know, keeping a food diary is a tool that I've decided as your nutritionist is a good thing to help you, I want you to record everything and not with judgment, but with curiosity so that you become aware of your habits. It's not until you get that awareness that you can then start making permanent change. The next mistake that people make is that they get freaked out by the energy content of perfectly healthy foods, right? So you're like, oh my gosh, bread, two slices of bread has 180 calories. Ah, I should stop eating that. Or, oh my gosh, this avocado has 400 calories. I better cut that out. Guys, all food whether deemed healthy or unhealthy, processed or whole, right? All food has energy. It's supposed to have energy, right? It's fine. (laughs) And some foods just have more energy than others per a certain serving. 
And so a smart way of calorie counting is looking at your diet as a whole. And so you want to be getting the calories from foods that are mostly whole, so minimally processed foods from a range of different food groups, grains, veggies, fruit, meat, dairy, etc., and that you're eating in a way that's sustainable over the long term. And this is where calorie counting can be a great tool to give you energy awareness. But it's not a great tool if you're literally starting to nitpick at the energy content of food. Everything, whether healthy or not, contains every food contains energy. So we just want to use our energy budget to get in nutritious foods as much as possible. The next mistake is that they're too restrictive and they're not actually trying to stick to an energy goal that's right for them. A really common example of this that I see very frequently is the 1200 calorie diet or even worse, the 800 calorie diet, the fast 800. Bloody Michael Mosley. He has a lot to answer to for that. It's, it's highly restrictive. And in my experience, the, the more restrictive your diet is, the more likely you are to be inconsistent at it, which means it's not helping you anyway because you can't stick to it. The high restriction leads to hunger, lethargy, crankiness. It sucks the fun out of your life, right? And then you end up flipping to the opposite extreme of eating everything that you can get your hands on, which of course isn't good for weight loss, eating everything that you can see. And so One of my goals is I actually want you to eat as much as possible and still get results. That's my goal for you because I know that that's going to be then similar to your weight maintenance energy intake, which means that then you're losing or you're learning to lose weight in the same way that you intend on maintaining it. Not going, oh, I'll just be really strict for the next three months and then I'll learn how to maintain my weight. I've really seen that approach work, guys. So don't don't fall into that trap. But last mistake that I see is that they forget about diet quality and they fail to nail the basics of good nutrition. So this is where I can see the polarizing of calorie counting come in with the intuitive eaters, right, sort of demonizing this as a behavior, is that we have to always remember if calorie counting is a tool that we've decided to use to help us, is it? it's only one aspect of our nutrition. Nutrition is not just energy. Food is not just energy. It's also nutrients. And so our body needs the energy, but it needs the macronutrients, the protein, carbs, the fats. It needs the micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, right? It also needs things like fiber, etc. And so you want to just have it as one tool in amongst other pools of knowledge and skills that you're building so that you know how to maximize your diet quality. And ideally it's choosing foods that are minimally processed and high in nutrition. And combining those two pieces of knowledge and skills together can help you get really good results. I am going to put a link to the Healthy Eating Clinic's new 12-week weight loss program that actually teaches this principle to you so that you're actually learning good energy awareness, portion control to help you get results, but then translating that into how to, you know, maintain these habits long term. So make sure you check that out. Otherwise, have a fab day team and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, 
feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.